0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's a super pleasure to bring you today Solomon the Lover, episode number six. And this is a thing which a uh um believe, beloving, not believing necessarily, but beloving imaginer, uh, will have the most tremendous time uh exploring, because our theme is one of the Bible books that happens to have been uh authored by nonetheless than King Solomon. I have a Bible here. This is a wonderful edition with uh, engravings by Gustave Doré, the the tremendous, uh, one of the geniuses of literary illustration of all time. Uh, Suppose you have this book, let's say, in your hotel room when you're traveling, and you open it up at at random to browse through a bit of scripture. Here's what you might find on page 762. Chapter 1, The Song of Songs, which is Solomon's. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for thy love is better than wine. Because of the savour of thy good ointments, thy name is as ointment poured forth. Therefore do the virgins love thee. Draw me, we will run after thee. The king hath brought me into his chambers. We will be glad and rejoice in thee. We will remember thy love more than wine. Not bad. Generate in you a positive liking for scripture study now. Let's take a look at what I have done With this in uh, my versified opening what well, I have changed the whole poem to be or rather Song to be actually singable with modern English meters Such as have been used in some of our best-loved poems for the longest time and with intricate rhymes as well So it's really singable just like a song you'd hear uh, uh, on the media Here's my version. Oh, kiss me with the kisses of your mouth. More joying is your love than wine. Your name as ointment poured by virgins were you long adored. Then draw me. We will run the king. Me to his room full soon would bring. I think that will do, and that's the kind of experience you'll have reading my whole versified version, versified in the sense that it is turned into modern poetic verse rather than prosaic prose. Now, uh, uh, let's see. Let me say just a word about this. Millions of words have been, in fact, said about it. The Song of Songs could be uh, a collection of shorter songs in one big as one big longer one, and that would help explain the diversity of speakers and the sudden shifts from one speaker to another, which have puzzled everybody. I don't. Oh, it takes me a while to figure out sometimes whether it's uh, King Solomon, whether it's the male speaker, or whether it's his lady love who replies. Uh, the lady love, in, interestingly, is never named. Uh, he calls her. Oh, Shulamite, which, which just means the country, the, the, the region where she's from. I, I, it's, it, it seems like something more is needed. If your girlfriend comes from Boston, you wouldn't call her, Hey, Bostoner. I mean, it doesn't make, the, it's, it's not the best. So, uh, I call her Shula. It's short for Shulamit which is the Hebrew for Shulamite. Now, uh, what happened through the centuries was that Shulamit, or just simply a regional designation, became a woman's name. It's very popular today in the world, especially among speakers of Hebrew. And when uh, the Song of Songs was translated into English, one of the variants used was Sulameth. And uh, that uh, gave rise to the shortened form Sula, Uh, which is the name of uh, a novel by Toni Morrison, uh, because, well, conditioned by the fact that for uh, at least a century and a half, it was one of the most popular uh, names for African-American women. So I will call her Shula. It's fun to say, and it's a little closer to the Hebrew. I would just like to point out... how very, very influential this poem is. Uh, It is uh, perhaps the most famous love poem in the history of the world and certainly one of of the most passionate. It's in the Hebrew scriptures. Uh, Here's what Rabbi Akiba said about this poem. It's utterly astonishing. The first century Jewish martyr Rabbi Akiba said, the whole world was not worth the day the Song of Songs was given to Israel. And he appears also to have added, had not the Torah been given canticles, that is the song, uh, canticum, canticorum in Latin. A song of songs would have sufficed to guide the world. In Christianity, it helped also uh, beget a, a huge tradition of gorgeous love poetry, such as a song cycle by uh, St. John of the Cross, that is, San Juan de la Cruz. Uh, in his love poems, he plays the role of the female, of Shula, and uh, um, God plays the role of the uh, divine lover. In Islam, too, Solomon is uh, venerated um, because he's a prominent figure in the Quran. although their reference is not made to the Song of Solomon, but to another part of the Jewish scripture where Solomon's uh, encounter with Queen of Sheba is narrated, and that, too, takes on uh, uh, very passionate overtones at certain points, which have been amply developed in poetic and folkloric uh, Muslim tradition. Okay, let's uh, take a look. Chapter three, I'd like to share with you because it's one of my longtime favorites for the simple reason that it actually makes use, the biblical text does, of the refrain or recurrent phrase, uh, such as are popular in ballads and songs in English and most other modern languages. You'll hear it immediately. In mind, I sought at bed at night the one who led my soul to light. My heart is anguished by the thought. I sought him but I found him not. I will arise again and go on every city road, and so the loss may end that woe has brought. I sought him, but I found him not. The watchman who the city round had wandered, me at length had found. Of them I asked in sorrow keen, my soul beloved, have you seen a little time had passed the goal i gained at last that made me whole and mood would smooth renewed serene my soul beloved had i seen I held him, led him, no more grieved, into her home that me conceived, my mother's house. I urge you then, O daughters of Jerusalem, be gentle as the roe, the deer, nor wake my lover sleeping here until he please. Who comes with myrrh and frankincense, and would bestir the folk? Full score valiant men surround the kingly bed, and then they hold their swords, each warrior, lest threat from wilding might occur. King Solomon, a chariot made from wood of Lebanon, arrayed with silver pillars, base of gold, and purple coverlet to hold the love within, you daughters dear. Go, Zion maids, he will appear, encrowned as on his wedding day, when by his mother's aid there lay, upon his head the wreath, and say, the one I sought and found is here. I think that is rather more singable than the King James version, although it is a masterwork. Ne- let me never say anything but high praise uh, for about the King James version. It was, after all, composed in the age of Shakespeare. What I think of is the teenage years uh, of um, the English language filled with growth and flourishing, and it is quite wonderful. I have loved it since childhood. I was first introduced to this, by the way, about age 11. It was my father recommended that I consider it as pious reading, and I duly did. Now let's uh, try uh, uh, from the later chapters. Here's chapter five. My sister and my spouse, the garden entering, I gathered myrrh and spice and honey and my wine imbibed with milk. Eat friends of every tasty thing and drink abundantly. Heart darling maiden mine, I sleep My heart is wakeful, for it is the voice of my beloved one that made my soul rejoice. My sister and my bride, I must say this is a very unusual way to speak and uh, I don't know that it's ever been quite explained, but I think perhaps it conveys the idea of a soul sister. My soul, my undefiled, the door pray open, dewy-headed I beguiled, my laden locks are with the drops of night bestrown, the door pray open, sad the time I'd have alone. I viewed his well-loved hand that moved upon the door, my heart was moved for him whom I but liked the more. I rose to open it, my fingers dripped with myrrh upon the handles of the lock, as he'd prefer. I opened, but my guest, my precious, had withdrawn. A whisper, no, my spirit failed, for he was gone. I sought but couldn't find him, called but no reply. The watchman went about the city, and my cry they heard, then struck and wounded, vagrant she astray. The keeper of the gate, my veil, would take away. I beg you, daughters of Jerusalem, should you, my lord, discover, tell him merely what is true, that I am sick with love. What is your dear one more than any other lover that you thus implore, O loveliest of women? He is ruddy. White. The chief among 10,000, head as gold, so bright, with bushy hair and raven-hued as river doves the eyes, new washed with milk and fitly set. One loves the cheeks imbued with blooming spices, ruddy mouth aroma-bearing as the floating wind from south. The hands, gold rings with barrels set, bright ivory his belly as with sapphire overlaid. You'll see, then marble pillar stronger, legs well set upon their golden sockets and the face. A Lebanon for cedar forthright, firm, how sweet the lips, none made more lovely is than he, in worthy love arrayed. And thus, my dear one, and my friend you here portrayed, O oh, daughters of Jerusalem, and he is gone. Chapter 6. Oh, where has your beloved gone, most fair of women? Tell us the direction we would help you. Go with you to seek him there. Gone down in royal garden, spices rare to seek, to aid the growing. Lilies he will gather. He is mine and I am his. Amid the lilies will he graze in bliss. As beautiful as Terza, you, supreme and comely as Jerusalem, and fear you strike as might an army, banners high, then turn away from me that flashing eye. Your glance has overcome me, O my dear, what plenteous hair, as when the flocks appear from Gilead, as from the laving stream the sheep, most fruitful each one bearing twins, come up no barren one among them, so your teeth, your smile, where love his day begins. (laughs) I love that as pomegranate do your temples glow by locks part hidden three score queens there are and four score concubines more virgins far excelling is my dove how well I know My dove, my undefiled, the only one, the chosen, favored child of lonely mother, whom daughters viewing lent their benison, queen concubine, her lauded as none other, who is this woman, morning rising nigh, more beautiful than moon, more clear than sun? I, mighty as an army, banners high to veils, of nuts and fruits I went to learn. Did pomegranates bud? Survives the vine? A chariot of Ami Nadib, my soul, impatient made me. Oh, return, return, dear Shulamite, Illum, a heaven sign. We want to look at you, our spirit goal. A twofold bannered army are your eye. Iron is an old-fashioned form of eyes. I use the complete wealth of poetic addition, uh, poetic um, um, uh, uh, locutions, poetic diction that was accumulated during the last couple of centuries. I do not simply use those words which are most common and trendiest in 2019. That were a sentence of death. Chapter 7. How beautiful your feet, your shoes, your thighs, have joints that are like jewels. Work of hands of cunning craftsmen, prince's daughter wise. Your navel, rounded goblet, understands what better is than liquor. Now that's interesting. You know, I even have the Bible verse original, just in case you think I'm making something up. Uh, Well, uh, I'll just read you a little bit. Um, I said, I will go up to the palm tree. I will take hold of the boughs thereof. Now also thy breasts shall be as clusters of the vine. And the roof of thy mouth like the best wine for my beloved that goeth down sweetly, causing the lips of those that are asleep to speak. Here he's in this passage, actually, not quite the one I was looking for. He was praising uh, her navel as better than a cup of wine to drink from. And, and in this other poem, he's praising the roof of her mouth as containing what is far sweeter than any wine, and moreover, as wine that's, that uh, for, forces people who uh, are, are fast asleep to speak while they dream. Your navel-rounded goblet understands what better is than liquor. Wheat heap lies your belly set about with lilies. Two young fawns, your breasts well-twinned. The neck of you is like a tower of ivory. Your eyes like Heshbon fish pools near beth Gate. Your nose the tower of Lebanon toward Damascus-looking. With Mount Carmel great, your head well-set majestic will accord. Hair royal rich as porphyry, seen from... Gallery by seated king, fair and pleasant, you delight to me, love into the cool of even bring. I, your stature liken to a palm, and your breasts to grapes that cluster love. I, that palm tree will approach and calm, take hold bravely of the boughs thereof. Like the finest wine, the moistened roof of your mouth, wine pure in flavor sweet, drinkers will it make to their behoof, speak when sleeping joyous hem to meet. I am my beloved's, when desire comes toward me, I invite him, let both of us depart, the fields require, care that all in order may be set. To the vineyard early let us go, flourishes the tender, grape the vine, do the pomegranates budding show, let to grant you love, be my design mandrakes have a fragrance at our gate pleasant fruits all manner will appear new and old you gladly may await i have stored them up for you my dear and now the last chapter if you were as my brother who our mother's breasts had suckled you i'd kiss when found outside the door and not be scorned or frowned at more I'd lead you to my mother's home, who would instruct in brother's tome. I'd have you drink the spicy wine and pomegranate juices fine. Your left hand held beneath my head and right embracing, spirits wed. I urge you now, you daughters of Jerusalem, wake not, my love. Bestir him not until he please, who leaning on her love with ease comes from the wilderness today. So might the curious people say. I raised you up the apple tree beneath where you were born. Now me, set as a seal upon your heart, upon your arm, will never part, for love is strong, as strong as death. Of jealousy the cruel breath is grave-like and the coals the same, in vehement and raving flame. Love cannot be by waters quelled, nor floods by heavy strength impelled, who all his wealth would pay for love, contemn as not worth telling of as yet our sister has no breasts what were the fittest of bequests when she'll be spoken for at length if she be like a wall in strength make her a silver palace more if she be like a palace door with silver with cedar boards enclose her power i am a wall Each breast a tower I favor found within his eyes. To keepers, Solomon the wise let out his vineyard for the fruit of a thousand silver coins would suit from every keeper. Vineyard mine is here before me. My design from Solomon a thousand. Two hundred from keepers each would do. Oh, you that in the darkness are. Your comrades hear your voice afar. Now let me hear it too. Make haste, my love, come here. Be swiftly paced as youthful deer. The roe, the heart, upon the spicy mountains. Part no more from me, but nights and days upon a fragrant mountain graze. That to me is a truly astonishing and yet utterly suitable culmination and climax for this world-class love poem because she's getting quite worked up and enthusiastic. She cannot quite control herself and therefore twice uh, utters the invitation that he should come and roam upon the spicy, the fragrant, the aromatic mountains and not only roam upon them but graze on them as well. You know that when a colonial composer William Billings, who lived in the time of George Washington, set these lines as part of his setting of the Song of Solomon. To music in the 18th century. Here's what he wrote at the very end Make haste, my beloved, make haste, my beloved, and be like a row, and be like a row, and be like a row or a young heart, upon mountains, the mountains, the mountains, the mountains, the mountains, the mountains of I Well, that concludes my consideration of Solomon's poem. And now comes the by far the biggest part of this book, which is 280 poems written by me. I picked that because 28 uh, is a, a, the moon number and I associate it with women. Let's begin. I start with a little prelude to set the mood for uh, love poems uh, in the uh, Middle East, which is where, of course, King Solomon's poem takes place. That's why everything is so tropical, and there's so much about spices and and richness of growing things. A break from preface making haply may be brought. We'll praise the heartbeat for the secret ardor taught of rhythmic symmetry that when we hymn the blood and laud the breath, a treasured respite may be wrought. Uh, excuse me. It's rather hot in this summery room. Wrought means reached. Our being ocean. Unexhausted power flood, where whoever mood and impulse move in cloudy scud, is tidal as our lives that measured, wind and grow. We alter God. New Adams manned in altered mud. We alter God, that is, we built an altar to him, and we are Adams. Adam was, in the Quran, described as made of uh, uh, black mud altered. That's what the jealous devils, or the de- jealous genie uh, said about Adam. He refused to bow to Adam, even though Adam had n- named not only the animals, but the angels. That's what happens. A- among the many new and fascinating things that occur to Bible legends in the Quran. The soul intoning pilgrim will in desert go, while steps of right and left tread meter that we know from march of heart The talk the pounding sound of song, and stay when we have strayed and came from long ago. The neighing of the camels and the parting gong make known the time is nigh when I must walk along. The caravan seray and the oasis knot have lacked that might suffice the anthem-chanting throng. And now I, t- I write a poem called Solomon Calamus Calum. One of the things that's done very often in the Song of Solomon is to list all kinds of fragrant herbs and spices, uh, and one of them listed is the calamus, which is a reed that grows by the waterside. Now it happens that in modern Arabic, "kalam" is the name for a root, usually bamboo nowadays, uh, or sorry, reed, root, a uh, bam bamboo reed, uh, which is ma- made for making. Is- Arabic calligraphy. I took a course in calligraphy when I taught for a month in Egypt back in 2011 and uh, a a special uh, left-handed columns were kindly cut for me by the instructor but I learned I learned something I learned a great deal about how calligraphy is done and one of the main things I learned is that I could never do it. It requires three things patience patience and patience I don't have them Here, then, uh, are some, uh, just a couple of introductory verses about the Qalam, and then I'll explain that, I'll just write, tell you my, read for you my my song, my word song, where I imagine a reed from Solomon's garden uh, being used to write the love poem about him. Thy plants are an orchard of pomegranates with pleasant fruits, camphire with spikenard, spikenard and saffron, calamus and cinnamon, with all trees of frankincense, myrrh and aloes, with all the chief spices, a fountain of gardens, a well of living waters, and streams from Lebanon. Awake, O north wind, and come, O thou south. Blow upon my garden that the spices thereof may flow out. Let my beloved come into his garden and eat his pleasant fruit. Fruits. The cane, the reed, the sweet flag, or the quill. So call we calamus, though air may fill with campfire, aloe, frankincense, and myrrh, with saffron and with cinnamon, instill the wind with fruit aromas, known to her who is the deeper garden, and a whirr with heaven-lending spice in every kind, a fountain sealed she is, a harbinger. O Shula, paths to you have we divined. From you the fragrant breathing will inwind, the soul of waking lover with a flow, the writer made to go by column kind. In letters he will make before me so, the splendors of your body beauty grow, I say your names the numberless, my will made prostrate while the wind and blossom blow. You see, I don't just copy Solomon. Uh, He's my soul brother. Is is the the truth? He is one of my mentors. Now, in poem number two, I prove that even uh, more emphatically by writing a poem for which there's no pretext anywhere in the Bible, no source anywhere. It's called "Ballad of Solomon and the Tiger." King Solomon never had a tiger in any scripture that I've ever seen. But I made him up one day, or rather it came to me. It came to me very suddenly and strangely. Here's my poem. I've long admired King Solomon and want to do as he had done. To have a royal tiger ride would be, for me, the finest fun. The tiger through the countryside the king had ridden far and wide, while breezes blew and mandolined, more swift than lightning they would glide. Before the king had ever sinned, and while his mind was well beginned, the lord had taught the man to tame the tiger roaring in the wind. We cannot think the king to blame who heard of Shula's great acclaim and rode his tiger triple speed to see the queen of beauty fame. She silent prophecy could heed and his unprecedented deed foresaw and in her heart foreknew by inner ear not scribal screed make haste beloved come for you i've waited as the morning dew spread mercy over mead and field come take me praised angel do and are you startled she would yield to him who'd godly wisdom wield to charm a tiger he'd unite with her of heart divine revealed On spicy hills in fragrant night, he'd graze until the daybreak light shone forth upon the Bible land. Oh, blessed what I could see that sight. The tiger did, and he'd recall what passed in that resplendent hall. He knows the tale that I have spun. I am the tiger, after all. Well, I'm in the mood. In the zone, tribute to Solomon and Shula. My hymns are first for beauty made from which you learn a feeling truth. Let galleons fragrance rare unlaid that flourished in the field of youth. While lovers live, no page will fade. Let illustrations fair be blessed that help in picturing. My heart remains more restive than at rest. Restive means restless. Encountering a counterpart for Eve as Dawn Star, East or West. A counterpart for Shula, Solomon's beloved, is the Evening Star, who is also the Morning Star, for they are both the same planet, which is Venus, who is a goddess. My hymns are colored and they move and pray, or sing and when they sigh, returning breath by this will prove the love that urges low and high, as would the framers will behoove. I think I'll just treat you to a little commentary on that because there's quite a lot packed into it. It's a real, uh, the Framers' will, which wants love to to be pervasive throughout the low and the high, uh, refers to the Islamic uh, teaching of uh, enunciated most notably by the Sufi uh, expositor Ibn Arabi uh, that um, uh, king that the the Lord of the world. It was in the beginning a solitary lover because, and therefore a melancholy one. Melancholy because lonely. He therefore sighed in longing, in yearning, in sadness for a world of beings that he could love. And being the supreme imaginer, the first of beloved imaginers ever to have existed. He breathed forth the entire created plurality of worlds because his sigh was a sigh of imagination and the sighing was an imagining. And since then he waits for the beings whom he has created, waits fruitfully since they often respond. And every time they reply, they add not only to their own fullness of being, but to the fullness of being of the deity himself who is this was would really be a bit of a scandal to uh, the Greek tradition of metaphysical speculation. For Plato and for Aristotle, God was perfect at the beginning, in the middle, and, and, and at the end, will ne- the end will never come. It God is immutable perfection. What does it mean that if we are his lovers and beloveds, we can add to the fullness of the being of God? Uh, the philosophers might say that's impossible, but the theosophers would d- disagree, and th- they might found their th- the support of their belief upon the Song of Solomon. Now I write a couple of poems. I call I think of them as troubadour poems because the the troubadours of the Middle Ages they were uh, called troubadours because uh, let's say in uh, uh, in uh, Spanish trobar. To find in uh, French trouver to find to find or to invent because uh, invenire, to to, in, to that 's Latin for both to infi- to find and to invent, and they what were they so good at inventing and proud of having invented love song forms, new lyrical forms for the, to express the beauties of their of their beloved, who was always uh, difficult to distinguish from from God himself because he she she was his main expression here in the created world embodiment of his love and of him so uh, uh, they would invent and in these two poems I have uh, written uh, things in two four 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 lines of four beats each followed always by a three beat line for a little bit of variation and surprise I hope you like this I was trying for a troubadour type of form the head will be with dew bestrewn, While solitude may tell of drought Innumerous in plenilune that's the same as innumerable My gifts to you of tristful tune Tristful means sad Drought, by the way, is an alternative form of drought My gifts to you a tristful tune, who still are in the south. From Corvid that means black, a uh, crow-like is what it actually means. From corvid black, a mournful cry uprose from out the throat of night. Did satire of a lover's sigh uprise to mock me who defy that grand but stolid might? Miasmal human solitude may be, if not by him redeemed. But I, with bliss by him renewed, King Solomon, a drink have brewed, whereof the saints have dreamed. The birds to me are chanting whom they feel in heart but cannot see. They croon amid the cool and gloom, heliacally to illumine the prophet mind of me. The splash and spurtle and the swirl of water currents underground, the writer who heard, whom wildly hurl, the whimsied winds, ambition whirl, the sounding dowser found. That's an allusion to the many verses in the Quran that describe the Garden of Eden, as a place with underground rivers. And as a poet, it's my job to douse the underground waters of the Garden of Eden. The spring aroma, so can folk detect, although a field be far, and waking spark a fire may stoke, in heart oppressed by custom yoke, when glows our even star. I brought Venus into it at the end, you notice. Now, uh, Let's see. I think I will uh, um, work in here uh, a very important tradition. There is a tradition that uh, King Solomon, who wrote the Song of Songs, and also wrote the Book of Proverbs in the Bible, might have been addressing the same woman in both books. Let's see if I can find this here for just a minute. The Book of Proverbs and the way it opens up. I don't find it. But in any case, the idea is, oh good, I printed it in my own book. The pro- This is verse 1, opening the book of Proverbs in the Bible. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice and judgment and equity. Hmm. That's all very cerebral and very moral. It's all about wisdom. But in the course of the book, wisdom is sometimes depicted as a woman. In Greek, the the the, the word wisdom is Sophia, which has become a woman's name. And in Greek, and in uh, uh, sorry, in uh, a Christian, uh, Grecian. Uh, Uh, labeled uh, Theology of Sophia, and in uh, Jewish Kabbalist mysticism, uh, wisdom becomes not only a lady, uh, but she becomes an emanation of God. According to a Jewish tradition, wisdom, when referred to as a lady, as often happens here in this book of Proverbs, is to be taken as God's own bride, the the shekhinah or emanative female or feminine formed expression of of god's female qualities chiefly love Mercy also, which is which in Arabic and Hebrew comes from the same root as the word for womb, love and mercy, she expresses love and she is the animating principle uh, equivalent to the Christian logos uh, that animates and that gives life to all of the creatures in the worlds that God created. She is the principle of life in our world, she is the Shina, which is which means presence in Hebrew, she is the indwelling presence of God and. Therefore, if as the rabbis have been thinking might be true, speculating about for centuries, if in fact Solomon, as the, as the master of both love and wisdom, as the writer of both the Song of Songs and the Book of Proverbs, is in fact directing all of his love to Lady Wisdom, who is also supreme love, then we really do have something very important And what I did was I took the verse of the the Proverbs and I I tried setting them to an ancient Greco-Roman meter because I love multicultural hybridism. So here we go. Here's a few Proverbs, which I have set in the meter. One and two and a three, four and a five and six. One and two and a three, four and a five and six. One and two and a three, one and two and a three and four wisdom builded her home seven the pillars hewn beasts were killed and the food readied with mingled wine now she sending her maidens crieth over the city height let the simple be soon hitherward turned and he slow of grasp will as well comforting counsel here eat my bread and the mingled wine imbibe and evade the fools live and go in the way known to the eye clear wise who will scorners reprove only himself will shame who rebuketh the wicked him alone the reproach will blot scolding scoffers will hate only the wise return love when taught by reproof learning increasing yet god fear gain will be wisdom know the holy and so begin have time for one more Oh, here's a nice short one. And here's what I have done. Uh, lastly, I have translated three verses from the uh, song Lechadodi, meaning, come my friend, to meet the bride, come my friend to meet the bride, which is sung uh, by Jews every Friday night because the Shechina, or uh, indwelling presence, or feminine Emanative principle of vitality reunites with God, her her uh, uh, generator and creator, uh, on the Friday night, which is the Sabbath. So she visits the uh, the home every Friday night, bringing with her her innumerable train of angels of peace and hymns are sung to the angels of peace and this one is sung to her and I'm going to conclude podcast number six with this one and then we're ready for seven which would be the Sabbath, wouldn't it? You'll wonder, So here we go. Observe, remember, one command, the one our God had lent the land, the one in name and nature, raise his glory and his fame in praise. O oh, come, my friend, to meet the bride, grant Sabbath welcome to our guide. You'll wander far to left and right, revering God in heaven's height. In David's son with great amaze, we shall exult in later days. Oh, come, my friend, to meet the bride, grant Sabbath welcome to your guide. Then come in peace, O oh, heaven's crown, with royal joyance wending down to chosen folk of faithful ways. Come, bride, to meet our grateful gaze. Oh, come, my friend, to meet the bride. Grant Sabbath welcome to our guide. Thanks. <laughs>